with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Lord, be on my mind, be on my lips, be my heart. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders, chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. And Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are not thinking as God does, but as human beings. And then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Or what can one give in exchange for their life? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in his Father's glory, and then he will repay all according to their conduct. The Gospel of the Lord. If I were to briefly summarize today's reading, it would be this. The good news has some bad news. Right? We know the good news. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, died in love for us to save us so that we could be with Him now and forever. This is a great joy and a great blessing that is meant to be our source of strength. In the gospel, Jesus is telling us there's going to be difficult times too. So the good news is so much greater than the bad news, but we need to know about and be warned about and encouraged in the difficult portion of being a follower of Jesus. I could stop right there. But the first reading. Jeremiah is experiencing just this thing. You duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. You see, Jeremiah is a mature listener and servant of God. And God captured him by speaking to him. God gave him a mission. Jeremiah prophesied in the southern kingdom after the fall of the northern kingdom and he warned the southern kingdom that, you know, God, we got to repent or the same thing's going to happen to us. The people didn't listen. They persecuted Jeremiah. And it's 
seemed like his mission was a failure because Babylon, sure enough, attacked, captured the southern kingdom. But Jeremiah's crying out to God, you know, something my paraphrase now, you duped me in that if I had known it was going to be this tough, I knew people were going to reject me all the time. I don't know if I would have done this. But every time, my paraphrase again, I go into that prayer, did you hear what he said? That burning in my heart, a fire that God has given that he can't help but not speak the words that are going to cause him so much trouble. That is what Jesus is talking about. In the Gospel, Peter is kind of trying to learn the same lesson, but he's not doing as good of a job as Jeremiah. Remember last week, Peter was being proclaimed the rock by Jesus. And Peter had just revealed that God revealed to him that Jesus Christ is Lord and God. Right? Jesus says it was a divine revelation. No flesh and blood has revealed this to you, Peter. And so you are rock, and upon this rock I'll build my church. Peter had a profound encounter with God that revealed the identity of Jesus Christ. It's like that fire burning in his heart. And more, Jesus gave him a commission, a great mission, responsibility, the keys to the kingdom. And so Peter is on fire. Now, this week, he goes from a rock, the more literal translation to obstacle is stumbling stone. You see, Peter has a good intent, but he thinks the kingdom's all going to be rosy triumphs, the military victory of Jesus over the Roman Empire, and he was going to be the right-hand man in this great, powerful world of kingdom. Jesus is telling him, no, it's going to be a little different than that. And so, Peter falls. You know, Peter got up. Peter continued to grow and eventually became the rock upon which God needed and depended and did great things in the kingdom. But here is the message. To be a follower of Jesus, to be a disciple, is a process. Our pastoral plan for our parish is trying to communicate that and help people go through the process. And there are three basic steps on the process. To discover Christ, and to follow Christ, and then to share Christ. Last week, Peter had discovered Christ. But there's so much more than that has to happen. You see, in order to follow Christ, we must be a mature disciple. We must learn what is God's will to follow Christ. It's hard following Christ. But it's worth it. And it's hard for lots of reasons. Can I go over three of the reasons I see? One of the reasons is so basic, sometimes we don't even see it. In order to follow Christ, to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, to be a disciple, we must first acknowledge 
that there's something from which we need to be saved. And I think as I work and talk to people in the world, that's a step a lot of people in our world have not yet taken. You see, the story goes back to the Garden of Eden, to the fall of humanity. Adam and Eve were in relationship with God, obedience to God, following His will, and then the tempter entered in and said, oh, you can be like God. And they liked that idea. In other words, rather than saying, God, I want to do your will, they're saying, oh, God, you know, I don't think we need you anymore. We got it. We can handle it from here. We'll do our will. And once that happened, humanity on its own, apart from God, made a lot of mistakes. More than mistakes, sinful choices because of self-centeredness. And the world became a place with much suffering. And that sin gets built into the structures of the world by the decisions we make. And we become people whose humanity has fallen and been shaped by sin and are far from God, trying to do it on our own, even with good intent, often with sinful desires, and we are lost. And so the very first step why being a follower of Jesus is difficult is it takes a little bit of wisdom and humanity, sometimes hard times, to recognize, you know, as powerful and gifted as we are, that God gave us these gifts, and He wants us, for our own good, to follow His will. And so, a follower of Jesus must first want to do God's will and not self-will. This is why it's so hard in the second part. Once I make that choice, you know, in order to really do someone else's will, you have this experience in your lives, in your relationships, in your family. You know, let's do it my way or your way. I'd rather do it my way, to tell you the truth. Our human nature is to do it our way. But our spiritual life tells us we must die to self and live for other, but in this case, the other is God. And Jesus likens it in the Gospel today to picking up your cross and following Him. In order to die to self-will, it's like it is a death. Our human nature is to hang on. But in order to follow God's will, we must let go of our self-will and trust that God's way is better than our way and that God is wiser than us and so it's ultimately in our best interest and in our families and our world's best interest to follow God's way. And that's hard. Here's the third way of hard. How do you really know God's will? That's what's going on in the gospel today. Peter wants to do God's will. He's on fire. But he still fails miserably. Because, again, he is such a new follower of Jesus. He's discovered Jesus. But he hasn't yet learned to think like God. He's still thinking like a human. Again, the original sin, our deformed humanity and world programs us to think like humans or not to think the way God 
And so, in our first step of discover in our plan, pastoral plan, we did talk about the basis. Who is Jesus? Is he really God? What we need to be saved from? Does he, how does he save us? Why did he have to die? Who is the Holy Spirit? But in our follow step that we did after that in April, we spent time learning how to listen to God, how to understand His plan for the world. And there's many ways we should be about doing that, but we read the Gospels and prayed the Gospels together. God reveals His plan for humanity. And over time, we learn it, but we learn it not only by our own human power, we learn it by the Holy Spirit living in us, and it gives us the mind of Christ. St. Paul, in that second reading, is saying, we must be transformed and put on the mind of Christ to do God's will. Right? In order to know and do God's will, we have to know it. And that takes a long time to learn how God and so part of our discipleship is to learn more and more about God's plan for humanity, what God has revealed, and what God reveals to us in our prayer. And then finally, the third step of our discipleship is to share Christ with others. Right? If that fire is burning in our hearts, if we're really going to be out there in the world helping to make disciples or helping to serve God, People need to know the good news. There's enough bad news in this world, but they need to know that the good news is better. That can be the guide to help us get through that. And so, in our share, we're going to we're going to start in October. We're going to invite people to come and learn how more lovingly, not judgmentally, to speak about Jesus to others and their friends and their family. How to understand where a person is in their journey and how to really address them best at that stage. And so, so I hope you join us for that. It's open to everyone. And so, it's hard to be a disciple. There's bad news along with the good news. But the good news is so much better. But to be a disciple, we need to continue to grow. Now, I want to go a little further. Can I go a little bit further? Jesus says something really hard to hear to Peter. Did you hear that? Get behind me, Peter. Or Satan. What does he say? I better read it. <laughs> Get behind me, Satan. That's pretty powerful words, right? I want to pay attention a little bit more to that. Jesus is not calling Peter Satan. There's no sound like it. Here's what I think happened. And other scripture scholars agree with me. Jesus is recalling the battle he went through with Satan in the desert. And the temptations that Peter is articulating are the same temptations that the devil tempted Jesus with. To take the easy way out. To not do it God's way, but to do it our way. And so this battle still exists. This battle existed in the Garden of Eden when humanity fell. Jesus battled this battle and won it for us. So we, his followers, are going to have to battle the same battle. As we try to be a disciple in the world, we're going to have obstacles and temptations. 
in our personal life that can be very subtle. Very simple things like, you know, at work, they're doing something wrong. Should I speak up? I might lose my job. I might rock the boat. People won't like me. Be a disciple. Talk to someone. And we're called to love to speak the truth. Sometimes we're getting in trouble or something happens and we're tempted to lie. Oh, it's just a little lie. What's the big deal? We're called to reject that temptation. It goes on and on, right? Our desire to think like the world, to fit in with the world, afraid to talk about Jesus or to show our faith. People think we're too religious. The temptations are always there to take the easy way out. God is telling us it's going to be tough. We're in a little bit of a battle. But the good news is better. And it's worth the effort. But that battle is not only on an individual life. One more thing, a little bit longer. In the temptations Jesus fought in the desert, there was a powerful line in Luke's Gospel. Jesus, the devil said to Jesus, Look at all these kingdoms. I'll give it all to you because it's all been handed over to me. You know, in our social world, in our institutions, in our structures, there is great opposition to God's kingdom. There is the hand of the tempter still present in the things our government does, in our politics, in our entertainment industry, in our corporations, in our families, I dare say even in our church. In order to be disciples in the world, we must recognize, we must be followers of Jesus that prayerfully discern and know God's will, able to reject what is of humans or what is not of God, and to follow God. Oftentimes, we fail, but we need to keep trying. And so, the good news is so much better. It is difficult to be a disciple in this world. To be a disciple is to do God's will, and it's sometimes contrary to the world's will. But we are encouraged to keep trying because our reward is that fire in our heart to be with Jesus, our Lord and Savior, now in the suffering, so that we can share in eternity in the resurrection. Like Peter, we're going to fail sometimes. Don't take it too hard. Just get up and keep trying. Thomas Merton has a beautiful prayer. Lord, I wish to do your will, but I don't really know if I'm doing it. But it comforts me to know that it's my desire to do your will. Please.